Welcome to Basketball Party, episode 33. I'm Aaron M. in Los Angeles, California, and with me... Kim Houston from Louisville, Kentucky. Under that snow, deep snow in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, it, no, 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 it, it's <laughs> dusting. Everyone acts like they're buried alive. It, it, it's been casually snowing. <laughs> casual snow. The forecast is for casual snow. <laughs> Just like, oh, it's around, but it's not really impacting anything. Snow that calls you back sometimes, but not all the time. Yeah. That's cool. Um, Well, it's sunny here, in case you were wondering. I've been I've been kind of enjoying I've been using peach to troll people lately. That's my (laughs) new my new thing. Been using peach to troll people about the weather. Because there was one day that everyone on the East Coast was like, 19 degrees, like posting the weather on it. And I was uh-huh. like, 60. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. Yeah. It's cool. Um, I mean, I, I'm fine with winter. I, I like the seasons. Me Bring too. It Me too. But I also like to troll people when they act like this has never happened before. This was the thing that used to drive me crazy living on the East Coast was that Every time it would snow, people would act like it was the very first time they'd ever dealt with this kind of weather. Yeah. I, I, yes. I, I think it's incredibly... Like, did you get amnesia? Like, don't you remember <laughs> when this happened? I guess part of, the, part of the problem is, like, growing up in a place like Cleveland where the weather is, like, so brutal for so many months toughens you you get tough inside and then you can't you have no tolerance for other people being like it's cold so yeah i mean i think my michigan years have hardened me yeah in a lot of ways so i'm just like i mean yeah it's cold but let's get out and let's life carries on let's do this people so uh so you know speaking of life carrying on (laughs) i guess we can talk about uh the big news, which I, when we discussed this, like I said, I didn't find this surprising that Kobe Bryant will not be participating in the 2016 Olympics. I Did that surprise anyone? I wasn't surprised. He's old. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I. So, okay, we are in mid-January, right? Mid-January, mm-hmm. we can say. Yeah, we're there. And I have to say that I am already tired of the Kobe passing the torch narrative. Yeah, I mean, I think you were preemptively tired of it before it even began. So, yeah. Yeah, and and now I'm fully stating that I'm exhausted, Kobe. We have, like, three more months of this. Jesus, I will... I'm going to have, Four. like, a bald patch on the side of my head <laughs> where I've pulled out my hair. Your because... Kobe Bryant memorial bald patch. <laughs> Basically, I'm I'm so annoyed by Kobe Bryant, I'm now bald. Mm. Don't let Kobe do that to you. Yeah. I just, I, it's like, get out of the way, Grandpa. Like, I, you know, I, Olympics-wise. Yeah. Olympics-wise. I, I didn't see any reason for him to play in the Olympics again. Yeah. Just let it, surrender the fantasy. Like, let it go, you know? Um, so I love that that was, like, big news. I mean, I guess it's, it is news, as it yeah. were, but I'm I mean, not surprised. 
it is big news, and Kobe retiring is big news. Mm-hmm. News that but, the but news that of, won't stop giving. Yeah, and and I think I don't know because I know that when Jordan retired. I mean, maybe I'm just, like, blocking it out because I I have my, you know, prejudices against Kobe. Mm -hmm. But I I know that Jordan retiring was a huge deal, but, you know. The first time or the second time? (laughs) True. (laughs) (laughs) The first time? You know, coming up for the Wizards. Yeah. I cool times. I don't know. I know. It's, other people in the league managed to retire without exhausting the league. Yeah. I yeah. I I mean, I think the next big retirement on this level I yeah, I don't I Tim Duncan, that'll be the next person that it's like really it's a huge deal. But I, I don't think I don't. But it won't be the same. Tim, that's not Tim Duncan's person. Exactly. No, it won't be like it'll be people talking about him and him being like, "I'm busy doing a, a math problem in the corner or whatever," you know. <laughs> but I think that Kobe's personality, you know, I mean, imagine just okay, like you know, I feel I have very positive feelings about LeBron, but imagine <laughs> when LeBron retires. I'm I'm preemptively tired, and that's years away. Yeah, that's going to be exhausting. You better rest up now for that one. <laughs> Put your feet up. Yeah, just whew. Um, start building up your tolerance for LeBron think pieces because they will be out. Um, what was it though? You brought up uh, the so on his farewell tour. Apparently, he's been receiving some. Some yeah. special gifts. Um, yeah, so um, I guess when uh, the Lakers uh, played the Warriors recently, uh, the Warriors gifted him a five-day Napa Valley vacation with five wineries and five restaurants included. Uh, and he also received a five-liter bottle from Amuse Bouche Winery, featuring a special label with his jersey, um, and basically this was in honor of his five titles. This sounds like one. Of, it kind of sounds like one of those things where you get like an email offer that's like, "Enter now to win a five-day trip to New York City, all expenses yeah. paid, or whatever." Um, yeah, and then someone steals your identity. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You go to a sandals resort, and then you know it's a lifetime of trying to reclaim your own identity. Um, yeah, I wonder, I mean, that that is obviously a very uh, Bay Area-ish centric gift. So I'm wondering what, you know, if, if we're going to all start giving Kobe gifts, which was a thing we discussed that this would happen. Oh, yeah. Um, but, but I think it's so funny that, you know, in, I feel like in the beginning he's like, no, stop. Yeah. Well, you knew this would happen, but... Yeah. I, I don't know. And, and he had a quote, too. Um, uh, and it, 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 what he said is 
basically a, another reason why I'm exhausted of it. Um, it's fun to go to the, uh, these arenas for the last time and be able to soak it all in and really appreciate the arenas and appreciate the fans and the players from a different perspective versus having blinders on and really just focusing on one thing. Okay. Um, I just wonder what other teams are going to gift him along the way, you know? Like what? What are what? What are the Jazz gonna gift Kobe Bryant? Is he gonna get like a a five day like guided tour through like Moab or whatever, and he'll be you know camping in the in the rocks? Yeah. You know Detroit. What's the gift from the Pistons? You know, does he get a guided tour of the Motown Museum and like? You know. Nah, I mean, I, I hope they wouldn't do the Motown Museum. No, what do you think? I mean, the, I mean, the Motown Museum's well and good, but I mean, in terms of museum experiences, I wouldn't say it's the best one that Detroit has to offer. Maybe he goes to like the Henry Ford. Maybe they take him to the UP. Maybe that's what he does. Ooh, so like a uh, up north vacation? Yeah, yeah. What? Well, maybe yeah, that's what they're. Pure do. Michigan, Kobe. Pure yeah, Michigan. Pure Michigan. Kobe Bryant's parting gift, sponsored by Pure Michigan. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mario Batali has a place up there, so may- maybe he could go meet, you know. Oh, Batals. Yeah, um, Batals. He, he seems like, I think Kobe is just like maybe prepping to be on some kind of Mario Batali special. They could do, like he, rem- we talked about this, Spain, yeah. on the road again. Yeah. Get Kobe in that car. Mm-hmm. They can run into him on the street or whatever. Um, would you watch a show that was Mario Batali, Gwyneth Paltrow, Kobe Bryant, and like one other person? Um, I, I think the one other person has to be someone who's going to be like, who the fuck are these people? Well, in the first series that I've discussed, that was yeah, Mark, that was I, Mark I saw Bittman. an episode of that, and I was just like, I can't. Yeah, that was Mark Bittman, but uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know who that would be in this case. Um, I just can't even imagine what their conversations would be like. I think it would be funny if they could get, like, Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. He would. Could you imagine how uh, frustrated he would get? I don't know how they would fit them both in the car. They're both fairly tall. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just imagine Gwyneth Paltrow, like, trying to relate to Kobe Bryant and asking him about basketball and stuff. And it it just being, she would be like inserting Jay Z lyrics. Yeah. She'd be, she'd be trying trying to impress Kobe with her ability to rap all of straight out of Compton. It's very possible. Um, Yeah. And, and she would definitely be like talking about being friends with having dinner with Beyonce and stuff like that. Yeah. It would be, like, A-plus obnoxious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, if Kobe loves wine, I feel like, you know, maybe Kobe will become a sommelier in his next life. Maybe that's what he's going to do. I mean, it, it is very difficult to, you know. He's going to open his own wine bath spa. <laughs> him and Amari, when Amari retires, he'll join him in the business of NBA-themed wine baths spas. Yeah, because, I mean, and if you think about it, like, Amari has had a pretty storied career. So did Steve Nash. They retired, and it was fine. 
Yeah. I don't I, I'm, I'm... Well, Amara... Is, wait, Amara hasn't retired. Well, I know he hasn't, but I mean, I'm... What I'm saying is, when Amari retires... Oh, I don't know. I, I don't I, think everyone would be, like, giving him Napa vacation. Well, no, but he also wasn't as good, or isn't as good as Kobe. So, I think right. that... Uh, how good do you have to be to get a five-day Napa Napa vacation? I guess pretty pretty good. Yeah. Um. No, Amari will just be in it for the wine baths. You guys got wine baths here? Um, <laughs> no, no, he's going to open a wine bath franchise. Ooh. Amari Stoudemire's Wine Bath Emporium. <laughs> Come on down. Um, now open in Dallas, Texas, and Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tallahassee, Florida. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that you know, there could be some more, you know, Miami, f- five days in South Beach. Yeah. Um, Orlando, obviously, would be Disney World. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Five-day trip to Disney World, including Epcot. Maybe also maybe also a bonus day at Universal Studios. I don't know. And what about that Harry Potter world? Is that in Florida or is that California? Uh, I think that's going to be in California. I don't think it's open yet. But maybe they'll have Kobe do like the ribbon cutting at Harry Potter world. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just, there's a lot. He's got a lot of, it's like, he's got a lot of gifts to collect. So everyone is like, it's just paying tribute at every given opportunity. So, I mean, that's a nice gift. Don't get me wrong. Five yeah. days five days in Napa. That sounds pretty chill. Yeah. I didn't realize Kobe liked wine so much, though. I mean, I don't know if he does or doesn't. No. I feel like he probably does. I mean, he probably does, but he also seems like, I don't know, the, the kind of person that when he's training, he's like, I can't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. He strikes me as that guy. Yeah, but now he's going to have, like, all the time in the world, so now he can really just slam wine whenever he wants. <laughs> so, so that's cool. Sl- yeah. <laughs> post-retirement wine slamming. Um, so that's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, we have, you know, this this is going to go on through April. Yeah, I just got to... Imagine how much more intolerable it would be if the Lakers were actually a contender. Think about that. True. I, I mean, mean, if they were a contender, I don't think Kobe would be retiring. So, so there's that kind of situation. But just imagine if they even had a snowball chance in hell of making the playoffs. Ugh, it'd be excruciating. So thankful that's not going to happen. Yeah. Woo. All right. Um. But yeah, I guess speaking of the Warriors, mm-hmm. dude, Pistons. Pistons coming at you. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, fun. <laughs> I mean, how how amped up do you think Dan is right now? I mean, I got a few text messages. <laughs> some some texts. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, no, and it was and it was a good night for it because. Uh, the uh, the real Fab Five, in my mind. Uh, the only Fab Five, as it were. Yeah. Yeah. The 2004 um, 
championship team was in attendance and uh, they retired Ben Wallace's jersey. So it was a, a good night uh, to, to beat the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, every night's a good night to beat the Warriors as far as I'm concerned, but <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, I'm a little biased. Yeah, I, well, I, I think uh, when legends are in attendance, I I don't know. I, I think it probably uh, helps. I don't know. Whenever uh, I think the season where Chauncey came back, I think that was my last, uh, one of my last seasons in Detroit, I mm-hmm. want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I was super over it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we've talked about it. I don't like it when old people... <laughs> old people. Old people. That sounds- <laughs> I don't like it when old people come back for their victory tour. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan of victory tours. You know, it's... I, I understand what it is, but um, I, I think it's bad for the organizations themselves because, I don't know keep moving forward. I, I don't want to look back. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not se- I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah, not- come on back. Do it. Yeah, I, I'm not sentimental that way. Oh, I love it. Dude. Um, so, but, you know, I, I think that first uh, season back, Chauncey, you know, standing ovation that opening night, and it was, it was a big deal. I mean, yeah. it's not for me, but you know other people like it yeah um but i mean i i'm cool with them being obviously recognized now that they're uh, you know retired or not playing old anymore. people now that they're old people <laughs> um yeah dude the warriors also lost to the nuggets yeah i mean i i think that so um you know while we're talking about uh the the warriors Dropping some games. I, I think that this is just the time for that, if that makes any sense. Because the run up to All Star when this all yeah, happens. like I, this, like after the holidays and right before All Star, it's just such a boring time. And I think that you know, I'm sure that Coach Pop's going to have a few games where none of the starters play. Like it's just that time of year. Yeah. Yeah. Pop loves that controversial move. Oh man, I, I mean, it's controversial, so I kind of like it, and and well, I know that it's Pop's not... doing it, so you're interested. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, what I like about it is that it's certainly strategic. I mean, now when he does it, when you know they're on national TV playing the Miami Heat, which, mm. um, yeah, that was the thing. I mean, okay, at that point, it does seem like he's being contrary, but, mm-hmm. you know. Cam Spurs was pretty good the other night. I was mm-hmm. impressed. Um, you know, that was a good – the Spurs are 23-0 and at home, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was having a conversation with someone last night about uh, what will happen in June, and I don't know, man. I – you know, I think I think it's pretty – there's a case to be made in the East that the Cavs are pretty much a lock for, for finals. 
mm-hmm. you know, I don't really think I, the, and the reason I say that is not because I think the Cavs are like infallible because clearly that's not true, but mm-hmm. the, I don't feel like there are other teams in the East who can go against the Cavs in a series and win. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, well, and, and I think that this kind of goes to breaking news of uh, Joakim Noah mm-hmm. yeah. uh, being yeah. out for like four months. Uh, I saw a- four to six, so that's basically, you're like done. Like that's yeah. it. Um, after dislocating his shoulder, because I mean, if, I mean, we might disagree, but I, I think certainly it would be either Chicago mm-hmm. or or possibly Toronto that mm-hmm. would be the biggest threat. Yeah, and I don't even Cleveland. consider them, you know, the. I mean, the Bulls are just, like, born under a bad sign at this point. That's, I mean, that, we talked, we've talked about this, I feel like we've talked about this pretty much the last five years. Mm-hmm. If not six, uh, how the Bulls, it's just every time, every I mean, time something happens. Yeah, I think this sucks in that um, while Derrick Rose is the star of the team, mm-hmm. I want to say that Joakim Noah is the heart mm-hmm. and uh, definitely, I think, a positive force in the locker room. So I, I think that this is pretty much a crushing blow. Oh yeah. I, um, as I said, like, I mean, even more so than Derek Rose, because I, you know, whatever you want to say about how the teams have performed in the past two or three years. I mean, they were even, without Derek Rose, they were still, um, competitive in and I and I understand it's like in the Eastern Conference which we all know is kind of the dumpster fire conference but they they were still um pretty much holding their own and in the playoffs so um yeah I but so I think losing Joakim Noah is I want to say worse than losing Derrick Rose because I mean we just again to the point Derrick Rose was always out but it was Joakim Noah that kept kept them. Yeah, um, and I, I think in the case of Derrick Rose, you have, and you know, now they have someone like Jimmy Butler who, you know, is putting up 53 points a night sometimes and really, you know, playing really, really well. And it's, mm-hmm. like, sad. it's sad because, you know, he's having, like, such a breakout season. Mm-hmm. And, it you know, now this is, like... yeah. And I mean, and and not to take anything away from Jimmy Butler, but I, I like Luol Deng. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he in those roseless years, he he was a, a huge player in the for the team. So, yeah. um, I don't know. Like they're they're going to go on, but I I do think that losing Joakim Noah is worse. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I, you know, I just think it's once again, the Bulls like can't stay healthy in one way or another. And this means, you know, not great things for playoffs, et cetera. Um, mostly because, you know, 
even if he comes back in four months, mm -hmm. that's already you're already into into playoffs. So I don't. We'll mm -hmm. see what happens. I guess. Um, you know what was crazy, and I I thought of this last night. Mm -hmm. Do you remember uh, what is now five years ago mm -hmm. when the the Sixers eliminated the Bulls in, in the playoffs? Yeah. Isn't that insane to think about right now? Yes. Sixers just, like, sticking to that tank mission. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, it's a, it's, that's a huge bummer for the Bulls. Huge bummer. Um, and so, yeah, the East is kind of, to your point, a dumpster fire. Although more competitive this year than it's been in, in past years, I feel. Oh, for sure. And I mean, that, that was my, uh, you know, opening day wish. Yeah. For a, uh, a better, more competitive Eastern conference. And I, I think we're, we're seeing we're that now. It. Yeah. Getting it. And, um, but this is the thing. So this is the thing about the West. Mm -hmm. I think that at this point, and this is well-founded, that everybody believes that the Warriors are the lock for the West. But I don't know. Oh, you think uh, San Antonio can... Uh... I feel like something sneaky's going on over there, and I feel like San Antonio at least has a shot at it. I mean, I, I think that... Uh, I think San Antonio took the lesson of last off-season hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, if they, they had had a, a better, uh, seed mm -hmm. at the beginning of the playoffs, you know, mm -hmm. we, we might be of talking a, a different game, uh, for finals last year, but, uh, was not the case. Right. Right. Well, that whole, that whole seeding system last year was such a toss up. Mm-hmm. You didn't know where anyone was going to land at that point. Um, but, yeah, I feel like they have a shot. I don't feel like that's that far out of the realm of possibility. You know? Oh, no. And, and I mean, and, and honestly, right now, um, if, if things keep trending the way they are at present, mm -hmm. you know, um, uh, Toronto is just five, five games out. From Cleveland, just five. Yeah, it's five. I mean, it, it's it's. A, <laughs> but I, I think once you know it stops being, uh, you know, the boring time of the season, mm -hmm. it it's going to pick up. Like, yeah, five is a lot. Mm -hmm. But I mean, if you look at it, um, with the East being what it is, I I don't know. I I mean, I think that Cleveland will probably be in the one spot, but I, I don't think that they should rest on their laurels either. No, and I, I don't think that they, I don't feel like they play that way, and I don't think that they would. Um, but I, I just don't think, in the East, given what we're talking about right now, I don't think that there's anyone, because last year it was like, you know, the Hawks. Mm -hmm. That was, you know, the Hawks were the team to beat. And then, you know, just... This is the thing. I don't think I I don't think Toronto will finish first. I really don't. Mm -hmm. Um it might be close, 
But and this is the th- this is the thing. I mm-hmm. don't think Toronto can go, you know, in go against Cleveland in a series and come and mm-hmm. win. I just don't think so. Yeah. Think, and I didn't to be honest, like I had I had uh reservations about the Cavs being able to go through series last year just because I mean a lot of reasons, but you know, it's a different one one game during the season, one matchup is one thing. Having to go against that team night after night after night is a different thing altogether. So the reason I feel the reason I'm hanging in there on the Spurs situation mm-hmm. is the Spurs can do it and they've done it time and time and time again. Oh yeah. I mean they've they've got a, a machine. Yeah. Spurs are doing it to quote friend of the pod Mark Fredo. Spurs are doing it. <laughs> Um, um, but I, so like in thinking about it, so Golden State, so San Antonio is two games, mm-hmm. San Antonio is two games away from, uh, Golden State, whereas, uh, Oklahoma City is eight out. So, mm-hmm. and then Oklahoma City is obviously in third. Um, and so what I'm saying is the differential of teams in the East. Yeah. Um, it, it's too close. Right. Because like what the one and two are chasing each other in the West. And then there's like an immediate drop off at three. Right. Right. Um, so I mean, five, yes, is a, a big mark, a seemingly big margin, but it, I think it could close up really fast on the calves. Yeah. Should things go poorly? Well, I'm hoping that doesn't happen, but uh, yeah, I mean, the, well, you know, we were discussing this earlier that Kevin Durant was like on one about the media mm-hmm. and how the media doesn't pay attention to Oklahoma City and they don't like the way that, you know, he and Russ talk to the media and blah, 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 blah. And I, I, I read a piece about this where someone was like, this seems unfounded. I don't think anyone is not rooting for Oklahoma. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People, I feel like that team specifically has gotten more support, broad support, across, you know, the country than a lot of other teams. Mm-hmm. Because they were young, they're from Oklahoma City, like, they're, you know, there's a lot of reasons... They're the underdog, as it were, even though they are, you know, it's a very talented team. Yeah, I well, and then so in hearing this, um, I, I don't know, because I, I think that they might have slipped off the, the view, mm-hmm. as it were, because, yeah, they're in the three spot, but, you know, I mean, I know that you have Golden State fatigue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and where so the the Golden State Warriors are the Golden Boys right now. Whereas I I think that um, for a long time the Thunder were kind of the Cinderella on the block. Right. Right. So, um, but honestly, uh, I don't. I don't think I'm viewing this as chip on the shouldery. I'm viewing it more uh, as m- motivational. I think I just, if that makes any sense, because I, I think that uh, it certainly, 
I, I, I know that Russell Westbrook does much better with a chip on his shoulder. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's his vibe. But this is the thing. I don't understand... I mean, I, I understand what Kevin Durant's saying because, to your point, I have my own, my own fatigue. But until you're, you're playing well enough... I mean, not that they're not playing well. They are. But yeah. until you're playing well enough, yeah, that you're not eight games out, I, I, don't ex- I don't understand what you expect. You know what I'm saying? If there was a lot to really celebrate, then yeah, if you were really, you know, creeping up on the Spurs and the Warriors, yeah, okay. But until that time, you know, I, I wouldn't expect the media to be all over you. Yeah, and again, I, I think I view it more as a they're they're saying stuff to to get themselves in the media and to like get I don't know to to get some kind of vibe or movement going. I you know yeah yeah because uh, I don't know it it is that time in between before All Star where I mean. We're obviously talking about it, yeah. But because there would be virtually not much else to talk about. Yeah, the dead zone. The dead zone. Mm-hmm. Is so, um, I mean, he he certainly picked a a good time to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, speaking of people talking about other things, uh huh. Matt Barnes, he needs to stick to Instagram, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, this, this. This telenovela between Matt Barnes, Derek Fisher, and Matt Barnes' ex-wife is so ridiculous to me. Matt Barnes acts like he is the first person to ever go through a situation like this. And I get it. It sucks. Like, I'm not like, get over it, dude. Like, I don't feel that way. But, like, keep your mouth shut. Well, yeah, since, I don't know. So you're the one who brought up telenovelas. So yeah, your your power position, telenovelas. Yeah. Um, but so so let's think about it as if it were a telenovela, shall we? Because yeah, let's let's do. I think if Matt Barnes is the writer here, mm-hmm. which clearly he is, because he's the person <laughs> perpetuating this story in the media, for sure. See, my thing is. Derek Fisher isn't uh, a clear cut enough villain, right? We don't right. have enough backstory. And 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 please, Matt Barnes, do not go to the media with even more specific details. Yeah, but I don't know. In a telenovela, I mean, he Derek. I don't know if Derek Fisher owns a cowboy hat. You know. Mm, I don't think that he does. You know, so uh, I don't think it's that would, clear cut. And he would look like he would look like Yul Brynner in in Westworld if if he was <laughs> wearing a, a bald guy wearing a cowboy hat. Yeah, I, well, and then uh, also too, um, th- there isn't enough back and forth between Matt Barnes's ex. For it to like really necessitate like the telenovela because it seems like she's pretty much with Derek Fisher. She would need to have more indecision about the situation. Yeah. 
for it to be like true telenovela fodder. But back to reality. um, Yeah, this is just, so in thinking about it, uh, all of these people are obviously very, uh, well, maybe not her, but like famous uh, athletes, Mm -hmm. coaches, I mean, if this were happening in your office or my office, the behavior that Matt Barnes is displaying would be wholly inappropriate. Someone in a- like Bob from HR would be coming up to Matt Barnes's desk. Oh, yeah. Well, no, they'd be taking him down to HR. But, yeah, I mean, like, calling him a snake and a snitch, like, to the press and stuff. Just, mm-hmm. dude, like, get a journal. Get a therapist. Take it to Instagram. Like, <laughs> it's just so... Uh, his statement was something about how, like, violence is never the answer, but sometimes it is. Okay. Like, it's just so tired. The story is so tired. But it keep he keeps it going. Hell hath no fury like Matt Barnes scorned, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know? You know, I, I, I don't know. I, maybe this will alienate some of our listeners, but I mean, isn't that just kind of like stock dude behavior sometimes when they've done something wrong, but then they don't want to own up to it, so then it's somehow someone else's fault? I mean, not sure. all people do this, but I mean, like, when someone who has obviously... Who someone who's obviously not owning up to their own behavior. That's what this is. And it has nothing to do with gender. It's just someone who's not willing to own up to their own culpability into their own situations. Right. How's that for taking it to a, an extreme therapy spot? Dude, go in there. Taking, yeah. taking Matt Barnes to the shrink. Yeah. I just think that... It, it, just, like, get over it. Stop perpetuating this story. Like, it was... I mean, obviously, it's an ongoing situation, I guess, but, mm-hmm. you know, if you can't fix it, you've got to stand it. So just deal with it. Like, that, mm-hmm. stop talking about him. Like, stop. <laughs> this is the other thing. This is like when, um, you know, your boyfriend cheats on you and you decide that all of your rage is going to be taken out on the person he cheats on you with. Rather than your boyfriend, who clearly sucks. Yeah. I don't know if Matt Barnes' wife sucks. Maybe she doesn't. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But your problem isn't Derek Fisher, dude. And I get it. They used to be friends and teammates Mm -hmm. and whatever. But come on, Matt Barnes. Go back to the gram. Take it to the gram, Matt Barnes. Or or don't take it to the gram. To your point, take it to a licensed therapist. Yeah. I just think that everyone is so bitchy right now because the lead up to All Stars made everyone so sassy. Well, it's it's definitely you know, it's the winter time. Mm-hmm. People get sads. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, Kevin Durant, Matt Barnes, so so cranky. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know, if. Well, and, and and maybe that we're going to to see a little bit more. I mean, hopefully not Matt Barnes, but maybe we're going to see a, a little bit more of like 
uh, a Kevin Durant type uh, approach to the things because I mean, where's LeBron in all of this? Again, we're we're being dominated by by Kobe, you know, talking, you know, so poetically in the future and the past simultaneously, and it just drives me nuts. But you know what I mean. LeBron's busy trying to play basketball. That's the thing. Thank you, LeBron. Thank you for once. So I don't know if you read this, that there was this, there was this backlash about, um, you know, they want, uh, there was some societal pressure for LeBron to take a stand on the Tamir Rice situation in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. And LeBron was like, I don't know anything about it. Which I'm sure is not true, because if Mm -hmm. you live in the city of Cleveland, you're well aware of the situation. Mm -hmm. Um, But as much as I, you know, am all for people protesting decisions like the one that was made in regards to Tamir Rice, I'm okay with LeBron James being like, you know what? I'm a basketball player. I'm going to play basketball right now. Like mm-hmm. I don't have to take a take a stand or make a statement about every political issue that goes on. And you know, this is it this is where he gets himself into trouble because sometimes he kind of cherry picks, mm-hmm. you know. But I just would rather at this point everybody just play the game of basketball. How about that? How about we do that? So LeBron's like, "I'm busy." Yeah, I got to make comments about Mozgov getting his butt grabbed and stuff. I'm busy. (laughs) Well, and, you know, it's the, uh, basically it's the same for me when musicians take stances on things. Like, I really don't care about your political affiliations either way. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy, I'm happy you're out there doing it in most cases, but... I don't need to share those same views in order to enjoy your music. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. need LeBron James to stand up for, you know, the social justice of the Tamir Rice situation. I just need LeBron James to play basketball. Yeah. If he wants to do some other cool shit along the way, if he wants to offer scholarships, if he wants to do all that, that's fine. That's like a <laughs> neutral, that's a neutral thing to me. But, uh, Yeah. I'm more than happy for him to just stay out of it. There was a, I don't know if you saw this, where there was like a call for him to like sit out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Like, he's not... <laughs> LeBron James is not a, a protester, a community organizer. Like, he is a professional basketball player. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, because I, I can see the flip side of where, um, you know, speaking to uh, great athletes that have taken big stances on civil rights and mm-hmm. um, social justice, like if you think about Muhammad Ali being so outspoken, but right. I mean, not everybody is obviously the greatest and, and that's not a slam on LeBron James at all. But I, I think that it's, it's an individual's um, decision mm-hmm. with how they uh, 
how they approach one their their own personal politics and um, how they stay involved in their their own community. Right. So it, it's not really um, fair for people to call for him to do something, and then then be pissed off when basically a private citizen chooses not to uh, protest or be involved in um, civic affairs the way you want it. Right. Want them to be. Right. I mean, that's just not fair. No, it's not fair. Um, and yeah, I mean, I sure I would love LeBron James to be, you know, all up in it. But I'm I'm fine with him not. It's okay. Like he doesn't. That's not his role in the world. So, speaking of politics, though, and voting. Yeah. Dude, get out the vote. Get out the vote, yeah. Um, vote or die, all-star edition. <laughs> Come on. I still um, haven't voted, just so everyone knows. I still haven't voted. I, I haven't, haven't cast my all-important ballot yet. Yeah, I haven't either. Um, but I, I am affirming here mm-hmm. that, uh, yeah, and you need to get out your vote tonight because uh, I think voting closes tomorrow. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. I gotta get on this. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Um, um, but uh, I think I'm going with uh, Andre Drummond. That's it? That's that's the only person? You're writing him in for every category? Well, I mean, no, but, I mean, he's the, the person that I want. Uh, because it, it's a little bit more uh, heated for his spot. So, like, I, I think uh, Carmelo is, like, uh, in the heat for it with him. Okay. But, uh, so, um, and with Andre Drummond, uh, I think the whole Pistons organization is really rallying behind him. Um, so, uh, Hooper, uh, the Pistons mascot, for uh-huh. those who may not know, um, and uh, Detroit's Dancing Usher, who, mm-hmm. uh, if you're unfamiliar, there's an usher who uh, dances. Uh, I forget which quarter it is, but he's uh, on the Jumbotron, and he's got some sweet moves. Mm-hmm. They uh, both went to uh, the Detroit City Council to uh, lobby them to get out the vote for uh, Andre Drummond, So, uh, I th- <laughs> which... I, I thought it was pretty pretty hilarious. So, um, my uh, Andre Drummond's the one who I want to see out there. Okay. Well, hopefully, hopefully, you know, everyone will make that happen for you. Mm-hmm. Wow, did you know you can vote for Chris Humphreys in the All Star Game? Why would you? I, I, why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, Chris. Yeah, Chris. Chris. Ugh, I am. I am so glad that those days in my life are over. Mm -hmm. The time of having to listen to people scream for Chris Humphreys. It was a dark time in my life, dude. Not great. Not. Uh, Yeah, there is only one day left. So, yeah, I'm really going to have to get out the vote here. Yeah. um, But I I guess in voting in the East, we've got LeBron, uh, Dwayne Wade, Paul George in the lead, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Andre Drummond, and then Carmelo Anthony. 
Uh, I like looking at everyone's photos. <laughs> everyone's photos are funny. Yeah. Um, especially like on the mobile voting. Mm-hmm. Some great, really great looks here. Some great stuff. Yeah. Um, so Kevin Durant seems like he's a lock. And uh, Draymond Green. Yeah. Uh, seems to be in a, a tight race with uh, Kawhi Leonard. Mm. I'm clearly going to go Kawhi on that one, obviously. Um, and then, uh, let's see, and then Kyrie Irving is, uh, he's in the lead to start alongside with Wade. Um, yeah, Kyrie! Uh, but Kyle Lowry is kind of uh, trailing him, so. Dark horse, Kyle Lowry. Yeah, well, I mean, it's going to be in Toronto. Oh, yeah, I see. So, uh, I mean, you know, everybody get out there, make your vote count. If you're uh, listening to this on Monday. Too late. Too late, suckers. Too late? Wait, it, it ends at midnight tonight? I, it's, it says one day left. I'm assuming mm. that's today. Mm. I don't know. Dude, Rajon Rondo looks very serious in his photo. Yeah. Very angry. That's his vibe, I think, now. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's with, you know, Boogie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, some good photos here. Good photos. Up, <laughs> oh, Kyle, Kyle Singler. Oh, hey, Kyle. <laughs> Missed you, Kyle. Oh, hey, buddy. OKC. Okay, oh, oh, Lance Stevenson. Forgot about him. Yeah. Man, yeah. This is a good refresher course on uh, people who... Clay Thompson's photo is hilarious. Clay Thompson looks <laughs> stoned in his photo. Um, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, get out the vote. Yeah. Get out the vote. Uh, yeah. And then I can't wait for All-Star to be over. <laughs> like, have I spoken like a bad NBA fan? I, I, I remember a time when I would get so excited about All-Star, but it just seems like this necessary hurdle to basketball being good again. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've expressed our displeasure with All-Star many times. Um, we'll get through it, you know? Yeah. Just gonna be, just gonna have to suck. It I mean, up. unless anyone wants to like finance us to go, yeah, we still I would need happily. A sponsor. Go, yeah, we still need a sponsor. I would happily go to All Star Weekend. Oh yeah, I would never say no. Yeah, I try to storm the court during the uh, <laughs> the uh, Taco, Taco Bell, Bell skills, skills challenge, <laughs> but you know. That's just my own, it's my own personal love for what I think that competition should be. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there's no, there's no time in life that I would ever be like, oh, All-Star, I'll pass. Like that, you know, I'm sure it's fun. How would it not be fun? It's just like basketball mania for three days. Yeah, I mean, it's important to say yes to most things, I feel like. That's true. That's true. Um... All right, I'm casting my ballot. Okay. 
I'm sure I'm making a difference, major difference right now. I don't even know who I really voted for. No, I do. That's not true. <laughs> my my whole the my entire East All Star team is all Cavs. Just so everyone knows. Yeah, yeah. You, you ba- I was wondering if there was some way that you could do like, um, you know, when you go to vote, write in. Candidates. Really vote? Well, not not write in, but you're just like vote all ticket. Oh like, yeah, ticket. Just, so yeah, it's just like, all the way down. Could I get all calves, please? Yeah, that's what I basically did. I basically just towed the party line on this and voted all calves. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, great, great. Looking forward to my my team, my starting five, all calves. <laughs> that's it. That's all I need. That's my all star team. I support it. I support this message. They're the all star team in my heart. Yeah. So. All right, well, that's about all I've got for this week's party. Now i got to go furiously vote for the rest of the night, so <laughs> got a lot of work to do. Yeah, yeah, just it, it's, a, it's a shame you can't, like, automate it, you know? Yeah, I wonder if anyone set up a, 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 a system in order to do that. I feel like it would get, somehow it would, the NBA would be onto that. Yeah. You know, stuffing the ballot box with uh, my votes for my all-calves East team. Yeah, you, so. you've got to keep the integrity, the voting integrity of All-Star. Yeah, I don't want any hanging chads for this, this All-Star No game. chads, no, no chads. chads. No chads. <laughs> poor Chad, poor Chad Buttinger. No chads. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> You're out. You're out. No chads. No hanging chads. So. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'll talk to you next week for next week's basketball party. Yeah, I'll talk to you then. All right, bye, dude. Bye. You'll never know if you don't go. You'll never shine if you don't glow. Hey, now, you're an all-star. Get your game on. Go play. Hey, now, you're a rock star. Get the show on. Get paid. Now wait till you get older, but the media man...